Welcome to The Laundry Hour, a podcast encouraging stay-at-home moms to fulfill their God-given and extraordinary purpose in their seemingly ordinary lives. I'm your host, Jamie Williams. Hey ladies, welcome to another episode of The Laundry Hour. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always because... Wonderful days are just great. If you are not, I pray that this episode is encouraging to your heart, your mind, and your soul. And that it turns around to being a great day. I am currently at home just resting. Had a busy weekend doing a lot of good stuff. But I realized like, oh, I'm actually pregnant and not sleeping and not fully eating well does actually affect my body. So... (laughs) I am having a good day, but also hoping that it continues to be a good and relaxing day. So I pray those same things over you. So today, we are going to finish our series on talking about loving our children. And I'm excited about today because um, it's something I thought about before, but um, not really. (laughs) So we talked about how we can love our children by teaching them how to fear the Lord, teaching them who God is and what he has done for them, looking at their love languages and and giving them what they need based off of who they are. But today I want to talk about Matthew 19, 14. I was thinking like, what can I say today, God? What do you want to say? And I was like, what are other scriptures that talk about children? And it's a very popular, famous, well-known scripture where children are running up to Jesus, the disciples rebuke them, and Jesus says, no, let the little children come unto me and do not hinder them, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Let the little children come unto me and do not hinder them. And I was like, huh. How many times do we sometimes hinder children from coming to Jesus? Then I thought, oh my, as a parent, how many times do parents hinder their children from coming to Jesus? So yeah, we can talk about the whole world and teachers and media and whatever hindering our children that we so that are so precious that we try to protect, but how many times is it our fault? You know? Like, if we're teaching them how to fear God and who He is and and what He's done in in a grand sense, which is important, it is very important to know who God is, you know, like the Father. But salvation comes through Jesus. So it's also very important that we need to teach our children the gospel and that we need to bring them to Jesus. But Jesus says here, let them come to me, do not hinder them. The disciples tried to hinder them, like they tried to come to Jesus and and let him pray for them, and they said no. (laughs) They said no, Uh uh-uh, go away. Jesus is like, what are you doing? Okay. So maybe we not we may not be as uh, obvious or as <laughs> um, 
uh, I don't know, rebuking as the disciples to if we see a child running to Jesus, trying to get to Jesus, that we would say, no, stop. But how many times can we do that in like indirect ways? One, our poor examples can be hindering to our children. Our poor teaching can be hindering to them. And our poor leading can be hindering to them. So our poor examples, we know that um, the world sees Christians as hypocrites. That is not a new concept, Um, but they do. It is very easy to have a parent say something and then do something contrary. It's very easy for anybody, actually, to say something then do something contrary. And that is inconsistent, and that doesn't communicate well. No, I'm not saying that parents are to be perfect, but there is definitely a difference between um, a parent who is trying to live an honest life and and one that is is not in in every situation because our children see <laughs> they can see through us um i am always encouraged by parenting podcasts that talk about how parents should apologize to their children when they do something wrong because it's just a reminder that our children are people, <laughs> that we are also people, like we are flawed, and they deserve apologies when we do things wrong. Like, I apologize sometimes when I get mad at my children out of anger. And let's be honest, because I wanted to relax today, I turned on a movie and I was like, let's sit down and be quiet. And they didn't want to do that. <laughs> and yes, even though mommy says something, they should listen. Mommy also knows that their love languages do affect their behavior. They didn't get quality time. They didn't get much physical touch. So, of course, that's going to affect their behavior, as well as the fact that it was almost nap time and everybody's hungry. So put all of that together, and you've got a recipe for tears and frustration. But at the end of the day, Mommy's human children are human and we need to acknowledge the humanness so after they wake up my plan is to acknowledge the humanness to apologize to them to sit down and give them some quality time um as well as while they're napping to enjoy the the time that I have so that I actually do get all also get the rest that I'm seeking but our examples can hinder them Our teaching can hinder them. If we don't teach them who God is, what he's done, how to fear him, they are hindered from the Lord. If we don't teach them the gospel, if we don't teach them that everybody needs grace, not just the, quote, bad kid, but also the, quote, good kid, both of them need grace and need Jesus, we can hinder our children. I've read something about the difference between the compliant child and the rebellious child. It is easy to note that the rebellious child needs Jesus, right? But sometimes it's not as easy to note that the compliant child does. And sometimes it's the kids that grew up in church, that listen to their parents, that always love the Lord, that have the hardest time 
believing in Jesus that have the hardest time accepting the gospel because they already think they're, quote, good enough or haven't done bad enough things or I'm a good person, you know? Like, that is worse. In my opinion, so much worse than the kid that knows they are a screw-up, you know? Because if you know you're a screw-up, you are one step closer to acknowledging that you need Jesus. But if you have no idea that you are sinful, then you're so much further. Like, if you think about the Pharisees, the Pharisees thought they were good enough. And Jesus was like, no, you are, you're so far from the kingdom. Like, no. That is the hardest place to be. So one way we can hinder our children from coming to God is by teaching them that they are good. Teaching them that their goodness, that their obedience, that their compliance is good enough. Rather than teaching them, like, yes, I want you to obey, and you should, and it's good. But also that none of us can ever obey fully. That's why we need Jesus. Even the compliant child messes up. Just so you know. And then we can have poor leading. So looking at that story, they, the children were coming to Jesus and the people stopped them. The disciples stopped them rather than, one, taking the children to Jesus or allowing them to go to him. It made me think about when we talked about loving our husbands last month and how we are to be helpers rather than hinderers. And here comes that word again. Helpers, not not hinderers. So what we do and what we don't do can help or hinder our children coming to Jesus. How we lead them to him, just like a, a worship leader leads the congregation into worship. One, they lead them into worship because they're already worshiping. But they also lead them in the things that they do as well as in the things that they don't do. Hopefully, a good worship leader doesn't make it about them but makes it about God. And so hopefully, as parents, we don't make things about us but we make things about God. We don't make things about them. We make things about God. We lead them to thinking about God, to loving God, to worshiping God, to spending time with Him. And obviously we lead them by our examples. We lead them by our words. But we also lead them, we can also lead them physically. We can hinder people physically, but we can also lead them physically. As well as, as, well as emotionally and relationally and mentally and all that stuff. And I want to say, because I think it's very important to remember the gospel, especially in this episode, I am not saying that we can save our children. That is not at all what I'm saying. Only God can. Nor am I saying that our attempt at perfect parenthood is a guarantee of their salvation. If it were, that would be amazing. But unfortunately, it is not. (laughs) But... I am saying that God can use our examples, our teaching, and our leadership. 
and so can Satan. Romans 6.19, it talks about how since we are dead to sin and alive in Christ, we can now present ourselves, our members, as slaves to righteousness and not slaves to lawlessness. So when we were dead in our sin, we presented our bodies as slaves to righteousness. We were just like, or slaves to lawlessness. It, it was just like, I, I'm sinning and I have to sin. That is just who I am and what I do. But now that we are alive to God, we can present our members as slaves to righteousness. And that is who we are. And that is what we do. So in other words, let's present God with things he can use to draw our children to himself. And let's not present Satan with things he can use to hinder them from coming to Jesus, coming to the Father, and entering the kingdom of heaven. So what are things that you are doing that are hindering your children? How are your examples for them poor? How is your teaching poor? And how is your leadership poor? Also, what are things that you're not doing that is also hindering them? What's not happening in your example? What's not happening in your teaching? What's not happening in your leadership? What is hindering your children from coming to Jesus? Can I pray over you? Father, we thank you so much for your word and we thank you for the truth that comes in it. The truth that we can sometimes hinder children, but people from coming to you. Lord, we don't want to be hinderers. We want to be helpers. We want to help people see you with our example, with our words, with our lives, with our leadership. Lord, you've given us an amazing job at being mothers of these little children. Lord, we do not want to be what causes them to miss you. But we want to be instruments, useful instruments of yours. Things that you use. We want to be used by you to help our children to see you. So forgive us. (laughs) Help us. So that we can help them. In Jesus name. Amen. If you liked today's episode. Please subscribe. If you loved it. Please share. If you gotta have it. Please write a review. I truly would love to hear what you have to say. And if you want more. Tune in next week. Because we're going to start a new series. And I believe it is going to be about loving the church. So I'm excited to talk about that with you all. And I hope that you have a good day and love your children well and if you don't love your children well apologize to them and and the father and then begin loving them well because that's what I have to do um today (laughs) so um but until next week I will leave you with first Peter 1 2 may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ rest on you and your families I love you